Well, music, uh, paying the pipers these days is music coming from freelancers and freelance uh, uh, employment. It's a big change in the nature of work, both in the U.S. and internationally. Payoneer, this company that does payment processing technologies uh, globally, uh, has been looking at this and how freelancers in 170 countries, 21,000 that they're looking at, uh, how they operate and what they get paid. The CEO joins us right now, Scott Gallett. Uh, joins us right now from New York. And Scott, um, uh, how many, well, when you talk about the sort of what freelancers get paid, I know it's hard to go across industries and continents, but how are freelancers getting paid? How much are they getting paid? And how does it compare with uh, workers who are not freelance? Yeah, it's, uh, it's really a remarkable uh, global trend and phenomenon that we've been watching, and that's what we wanted to really get some more insights. Uh, interestingly, what you find is the, the income of a freelancer compared to the average income in a market varies tremendously. So in a place like the United States, what you'll find is that freelancer income actually tracks pretty well with uh, what most people earned. But if you go into a place in one of the emerging markets, whether it be Bangladesh or whether it be Ukraine or whether it be some markets in Latin America like Argentina, freelancing is actually uh, kind of a ticket to a, a better income than what you could get by working locally. And there what we see is people are increasingly technically trained. They're increasingly selling services internationally. And they're actually benefiting from the higher fees that they can charge in a place like the United States uh, or in Europe than what they could charge locally. Scott, let me ask you, do you think that the current labor statistics accurately show everybody at work? I am sure they do not, and I'm, I'm certainly not a leading expert on what our labor statistics show, but uh, there are really are a lot of insights into just how many people are participating in this kind of gig or freelance economy that continues to develop. Uh, you know, in New York, you don't really have to look very far, but to see Uber, Lyft drivers, or see someone with Instacart bringing groceries or someone else bringing food delivery. And most of these people uh, are not full-time employees. When we look all over the world, again, we see the, what the people are doing is a bit different. Uh, but we see this as a really a huge and massive secular shift that we know is being kind of understated and underestimated by statistics out there. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting change here. What do we know about sort of, obviously, freelance, the, by definition, lacks job security. But what do, we, what do we know in terms of what it means for uh, the long-term uh, prospects for um, uh, employees? Yeah, you know, interestingly, we, we've got a little bit of a sense also that a lot of people don't really view their employers as necessarily being stable long-term uh, uh, for their job prospects either. But I think we see all the kind of trends that you would expect. You know, we see income rising with education. Uh, we see income rising with age. Uh, and we see income rising based on experience. 
uh, and training. And so, so these are things that, again, I think track pretty closely uh, with the typical uh, work environment out there that most of us are part of, which is, you know, if you're, if you're talented, if you get educated and trained, you start to build some experience uh, that you tend to be able to parlay that into long-term relationships uh, with your clients as well as more opportunities. You know, Scott, when I was getting ready uh, doing some research to talk with you, I came across some research. I think it's the Freelancing in America group. But anyway, they said that within a decade, 10 years, that the majority of U.S. workers will be freelance, freelancers with millennial uh, workers leading the way. Um, it's important that we understand this group, how they work, what they're getting paid. It's important, right? Oh, I think it's it's critical. And, and again, you know, there are different forces at work that are, are influencing this. So in the U.S., you know, we have a variety of things that are happening. Companies are trying to figure out how to move faster uh, and at lower cost in an increasingly competitive, fast-moving global market. Uh, young people are increasingly looking for flexibility, increasingly looking for work-life balance uh, that's different than a generation or, or two ago. Uh, and so all of those are things that are, are influencing what's happening. And then you kind of overlay against that this kind of new global competitive market. You know, 10 years ago, if you were sitting in New York, and let's say you wanted to translate something into Portuguese, you know, you'd go to a local translation agency and, you know, you'd pay, you know, whatever, maybe $1,000 to have your piece translated. Mm -hmm. Now you can post it online through a marketplace. The marketplace is a global marketplace that brings uh, buyers of services and suppliers of services together. You might get bids from people in Portugal or Brazil for $50. And so now what's happening is that the competition for work for things that can be delivered remotely is also changing very, very quickly. And so all of these things influence the way uh, American businesses are buying services, are staffing their companies, the way American uh, workers are experiencing opportunity and competition. And it all comes at a time when millennials are thinking about different work-life balance than what we've thought about in the past. Hey, Scott, just quickly, 20 seconds here. Does it keep wages down or will it put some pressure on wages? Because that's something we're all grappling on a global business. Why aren't wages, average hourly uh, wages, uh, going up? Just got about 20, 25 seconds. Yeah, I, we very much see the global competition is actually accelerating, not decelerating. And that has an effect of, we think, in certain categories, not across the board, in certain mm -hmm. categories, keeping wages actually from growing faster than they would otherwise. Uh, and so with all the technical uh, work that's getting done and the shortage of technical capabilities, people are increasingly looking outside of the U.S. for resources that they can find at lower cost. All right, going to leave it there. Scott Gallett, Chief Executive Officer at Payoneer joining us on the phone in New York on this Monday. This is Bloomberg Markets. I'm Carol Masser in our Bloomberg 1130 studio in New York City.